Welcome back to the second installment of the Overtime Sportscast. We're back here on Monday. We got three topics today to talk about. We're going to move in to the first topic, and that is our draft recap. The 2020 draft is officially over. It went started Thursday with the first round, Friday, second, and third, and then Saturday. What was left of the draft in the final few rounds? We're going to be going over the first round, each team's first round pick. What do we think that that player is going to do? And maybe what player will have the best impact on their team that they drafted them. So let's start off. We're going to go 1 to 32. With the first selection, the Cincinnati Bengals selected Joe Burrow out of LSU. Everyone saw that coming. No surprise there. He's going to start day one because unless they decide to pull a shocker on us and say he's not starting, Andy Dalton's going to start. Even if Andy <clears throat> Dalton did start, it wouldn't be for the whole season. Joe Burrow would probably come in week eight, week six. And maybe turn the team around, maybe not. But he's not going to be an immediate turnaround for the team. They need way more than just a quarterback on that team to help. I think their defensive line's getting older, and they don't have that staple of an offensive line. All right, with the second selection, the Washington Redskins selected Chase Young out of Ohio State. Best player in the draft. Yeah, best player. Best player in the draft. And I think he's going to be the best player in this draft for a while. I don't think Joe Burrow holds a candle to him, and it's not just because he's a pass rusher and Joe Burrow is a quarterback. It's because at Ohio State he had an uncanny ability to just destroy <clears throat> offensive linemen. And a lot of people don't know this about Chase Young. He's not perimeterally an edge rusher. You can move him inside if you wanted to. If you have an injury, go down to one of your nose tackle or your three-tech defensive lineman. Chase Young can boost inside and give guards and centers hell. I think that Chase Young, best player in this draft, no one holds a candle to him except for maybe Isaiah Simmons or somebody else. But I just think he'll be great for a long time. I think he could be multiple defensive of the year MVP, uh, candidate, and I think he'll win rookie defensive of the year. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I think I think he's the best in the draft. Um, Isaiah Simmons is close, but just think he's better talent wise. With the third selection, the Detroit Lions selected Jeff Okoa out of Ohio State. Okuda. This is um, interesting. I think Jeff Okuda will be good. I think he will. The Lions did not commit a single penalty penalty his college career. I think he has a, He's gonna be. He's great at not committing penalties, like you said. That's a great point. Uh, whenever a corner gets drafted to the Lions or a you know de- defensive back goes to the Lions, they have a, they have a reassurance. Or if they get drafted there, they just have a start have a great start out to their career. We saw it with Darius Slay. He did a pretty good job being one of the league's top corners. Not saying Jeff Okuda is going to be an immediate impact like Darius Slay. I just think it'll take him over time, maybe a season or two, to officially become one of the league's top corners. But I see that at Jeff Okuda. I really do. Yeah, I think he's going to be a great player for them. With the fourth selection, the New York Giants selected Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. We knew it was going to be an offensive lineman. We just didn't know it was going to be Andrew Thomas. He's not the best offensive lineman in this draft, but he's probably the best for what they wanted. I don't see why they drafted a left tackle when they need a right tackle. They still have Nate Solder under, under contract, even though he's not the best left tackle in the game. They're either looking to move Nate Solder, get rid of him, or just keep him and start him, or they can bust Andrew Thomas over to right tackle. With the fifth selection, the Miami Dolphins selected Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. I thought it was going to be Justin Herbert looking at it coming up because no one really knows about Tua's injury. <clears throat> but um, I don't think Tua's going to start. He's not going to start. He's not going to start the season. He might come in he'd like Joe Burrow. If But Joe Burrow's going to, the difference between Tua and Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow's going to start week one. Uh, Tua's not. He's going to sit behind somebody, whether it be Rosen or 
Fitzpatrick, he's going to see what to do and what not to do against NFL defenses. I think it, the sitting will be do, good for him, and it'll just reassure that he doesn't get hurt badly and the Dolphins wasted a pick. With the sixth selection, the Los Angeles Chargers selected Justin Herbert out of Oregon. They took the best quarterback that was available, and I think that we're going to get into a topic later talking about the whole Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor situation. <clears throat> they, they, they made a great pick. I thought that they would take an offensive lineman and give Tyrod Taylor a start. But look, in retrospect, everyone knew they were going to take a quarterback. I was the only dummy who thought that you know an offensive line would be a good pick for them. And it would be because they needed a left tackle. But obviously a quarterback just felt more important to them. Herbert can start week one, but as of what we've heard as of recently, he's probably not. With the seventh selection, the Carolina Panthers select Derrick Brown out of Auburn. They could have went... Yeah, um, they got Teddy Bridgewater. We knew they didn't need a quarterback. If they did, they would have traded up because the top three quarterbacks were already off the board at this point. They needed defense. Luke Keekley retires. You know, they could have gotten Isaiah Simmons, the guy who can pretty much play anywhere. Um, he could have moved into inside linebacker, but they looked at it and they said, Shaq Thompson, good inside linebacker. Our linebacking core is fine. We're going to go after a guy who can really destroy offensive lines up the middle and destroy a team's running game. It can also scare a quarterback out of his cleats. Derek Brown was a great pick here. Mm, great pick, yep. With the eighth selection, the Arizona Cardinals select Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. He fell too much. Absolute steal. It, this was a steal. Now, you're going to look at it and say, well, what teams could have taken Isaiah Simmons? The Carolina Panthers could have. The Carolina Panthers could have. The know, Giants. The Giants, they could have. You know, obviously... Oh, more of the population of NFL fans had them taking an offensive lineman as opposed to a linebacker. But Isaiah Simmons would have just been I, – I had him projected at number four. I, I just think that they got a steal here. I think they got the number two best talent in the draft. At what pick was it? Number seven? Number eight. Number eight. The, the Cardinals got the best pick – got the second best talent in the draft. No doubt in my mind. It goes Chase Young, then Isaiah Simmons. With the ninth pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected C.J. Henderson out of Florida. He was the best corner uh, in my eyes. I think Jeff Okuda in everyone else's eyes was the best corner. But I think um, him and Jeff Gladney are really underrated. C.J. Henderson is really unappreciated. He may not. He may have com- committed more penalties than Jeff Okuda in his college career. But I think that him and Jeff Gladney are the best corners in the draft. I just think Jeff Okuda had more going for him. But... Um, C.J. Henderson, in my eyes, is going to be—he's not going to be the next Jalen Ramsey, but he'll be—he'll be somebody. Then in a couple years, once again, you're going to look at that guy and be like, "Wow, the Jaguars made an actually great pick." I think it's a good pick to start, you know, rebuilding their defense after everyone just leave leaving them. Um, with the tenth selection, the Cleveland Browns select Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Um, I was shocked because everyone had them taking Andrew Thomas. I was shocked that it was Mackie Becton. It wasn't Mecky Becton. Jedrick Wills, sorry. I was shocked that it was Jedrick Wills um, because he plays right He plays right tackle. He can't play left tackle. Um, they got Jack Conklin. I'm pretty sure he's going to play left tackle day one. I thought they would have taken Tristan Wirfs, who in my eyes is the best offensive lineman in this draft. But they got a guy who could probably fit them better. Yep. Great, good pick there. Um, let me see. With the 11th selection, the New York Jets select Mekki Becton out of Louisville. Again, I was very surprised. Mekki Becton, I don't, I, I thought, once again, it has to be Tristan Wirfs. Before the pick even came in, I was like, it has to be Tristan Wirfs. 
Tristan Wirfs is the best offensive lineman in this draft, and so far three teams that really needed offensive line help skipped out on him for other offensive linemen. Tristan Wirfs is better than Mekki Becton, no doubt in my mind, but again, the Jets probably just felt like Mekki Becton was a better pick for him. With the 12th selection, the Las Vegas Raiders with their first pick in Las Vegas select Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama. Um, He's not the best receiver in the draft in my eyes. In John Gruden's eyes, he probably sees differently. Um, he, he got the fastest wide receiver. He didn't get the best. Uh, Henry Ruggs will be okay. I don't think that, you know, a lot of guys who were just seen, looked at for their speed, like John Ross, they really didn't have incredible careers. Chris Johnson was one of the fastest guys to ever come into the NFL, and he's the only guy that really notable. Fast guys in the NFL are only known for their speed. Henry Ruggs, maybe he can prove me wrong. I don't know, but he's not the best receiver in this class. With the 13th selection, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trading up to get Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. It's 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 almost funny how everyone is just letting the Buccaneers... Um, the NFL is letting the Buccaneers uh, check the boxes for Tom Brady. They know he's 43. They said, yeah, we already got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Tom Brady was like, yep, that's good. Can I bring Gronk? Yeah, that's awesome. All right, now I need uh, the final piece of the puzzle, and that is uh, not another target, which uh, would have just been overpowered. <laughs> you know, if there was people saying they would have drafted Jerry Judy here. That would have just been scary. They actually got the best offensive lineman in the draft. Incredible steal for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, people say, why trade up one spot or whatever? I, <laughs> you got you got the San best. San Francisco off- could have took them. You got the best offensive lineman in the draft, and we saw it. Joe Staley retired, mm-hmm. so they traded. Uh, the, the 49ers could have took it. Tristan Wirfs. They got the best offensive lineman in the draft, and Tom Brady is going to be well-protected knowing that either Tristan Wirfs could play right or left tackle. I see him playing left. Just give Tom Brady that young, strong left tackle to protect his blind side. Tom Brady's in good hands with Tristan Wirfs. With the 14th selection, San Francisco, the pick they got from Tampa Bay, they select Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. It's funny because everyone and their mother had them taking another receiver. And I said, Debo Samuel is a great receiver. You know, a lot of teams passed up on Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, I can see, I'm gonna, I see being their number one. Um, George Kittle's obviously still there. I was, it was a shocker to me when I saw them take um, Javon Kinlaw. They got rid of DeForest Buckner, so it wasn't out of the, it wasn't out of the equation. But we just, I, I didn't think that they would take another pass rusher. It's it, it's obviously in Kyle Shanahan's mind now that the be, the defensive line, the front seven, is the best unit on his football team, and that's where he wants the to lead the cavalry at is the front seven. Mm-hmm. Just completely adding on to their monster defensive line. With the 15th selection, the Denver Broncos select Jerry Judy out of Alabama. Best receiver in the draft. They got the best receiver in the draft. Jerry Judy's route running, he goes one way, and you think he's going that way, then out of nowhere he's on the other side of the field. Uh, he may not be as fast as Henry Ruggs or have the explosion factor like CeeDee Lamb, but he's the best receiver in this draft. I just have a hunch about him, especially going to the Denver Broncos, playing with a young Drew Locke who needs targets. I think Jerry Judy will be a go-to guy for Drew Locke. With the 16th selection, the Atlanta Falcons select A.J. Terrell out of Clemson. You know, this was a bit of a frustration pick, I'm pretty sure, for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. They needed they needed a corner and defensive line. Uh I had them taking Javon Kinlaw. I'm pretty sure they were going to take Javon Kinlaw had the 49ers not taken him. Uh, it was a frustration pick. They needed corner, though. Uh, A.J. Terrell, 
Uh, he's a good player. I don't think that this is the best pick they could have made. I think Jeff Gladden, he's a better, better corner. Christian Fulton, they could have made a, a a good pick here, but um, I mean AJ Terrell is just uh, he'll be he's okay. That's about it. With the 17 selection, the Dallas Cowboys pulling the trigger and getting C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. Uh, Amari Cooper might be gone. That uh, they signed Amari Cooper to this big deal. You know, why would he be gone? A trade's not out of the question. C.D. Lamb, CD Lamb has a big first couple of games. He's, I feel like that could happen because they need to pay Dak Prescott. They already got Michael Gallup on the roster. This Cowboys team really only needs two wide receivers to split the defense out and then let Zeke gash it, bring the defense back in, and let C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup gash again. That's how the Dallas Cowboys offense needs to work, and that's how it should work. Dak Prescott, if he plays... Let's say CeeDee Lamb has a big few games. I have no doubt in my mind. Mario Cooper could be back on the trade block and could be going somewhere else. With the 18th selection, the Miami Dolphins select Austin Jackson out of UC, USC. Yeah, I was surprised that it wasn't... Uh, who was the one offensive lineman out of Houston? Um, Josh Jones. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't Josh Jones. I forgot Austin Jackson was here, but you look at it and... Um, they they got an offensive lineman that they thought, once again, could just fit them better. They needed an offensive lineman. They have three picks in the first round. Why not use one of those on a, an offensive lineman? With the 19th selection, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders select Damon Arnett, corner out of Ohio State. Yeah, I, I, I had them taking Jeff Gladney here. And if they took in Jeff Gladney, it would have been a great, great pick. Uh I think Jeff, because I think Jeff Gladney is the best corner in the draft. I said that about C.J. Henderson. They're 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 really tied in my book. I, the, who'd they take? Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett. I didn't even know. I didn't hear anything about him. Big reap there. I think. I think it's a reach. I, I don't know what Gruden was thinking with this pick. <clears throat> he maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I just don't know. I think Jeff better guys were available. With the twentieth selection, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Clavon Chassion. Out of LSU. Yeah. Seems like the right pick to make at the time. You look at it and you say, yeah, we got a corner. We're still missing pieces on defense. Telvin Smith might not come back and play football ever. Let's get an outside linebacker and a pass rusher that can really wreak havoc. With the 21st selection, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Rager out of TCU. Oh, bad pick. Uh, uh, Jalen Rager... Uh, Eagles fans are going to be upset about this. They needed a receiver, and they got one. Not the right one. Uh, there was guys still available. Denzel Mims, broken hand, right? He has a broken yes. hand. That's why he went so uh, in the draft. I think that Denzel Mims will be fine. I think he's Denzel Mims is better than Jalen Rager. I don't know why Jalen Rager was drafted so high. I had Jalen Rager actually being a second-round talent. but. Me too. I mean, and there's still there was Justin Jefferson on the board. Justin Jefferson, on him. Justin Jefferson was still on the board. Um, I don't know what Eagles the Eagles were doing. The Eagles front office is just not not there. With the twenty second selection, um, in the uh, draft, uh, Minnesota Vikings selected Justin Jefferson. Yeah, saw it coming. They were probably they were probably going to take Rager. Had the Eagles not saved them, so the Eagles basically saved the Vikings here for making uh, from taking Jalen Rager. Justin Jefferson's better, and I just think Justin Jefferson will be a great number two when it comes to Adam Thielen. He'll probably work in the slot because that's what he's best at. 
With the 23rd selection, Los Angeles Chargers trading up into the equation for linebacker Kenneth Murray. This was supposed to be New England's pick. Uh, I'm not surprised they dra- traded out of the first round, uh, seeing as how Bill Belichick always has a plan. Obviously, getting more picks in exchange for a first-round pick. They The Patriots were planning on reaching. That's the only reason they traded out. Um, yeah, the chart. I, I was surprised they traded. They traded this pick. The Patriots traded this pick to somebody. I wasn't surprised about that. I was surprised that it was the Chargers. I didn't think the Chargers would trade back into the first round. But Kenneth Murray is a good pick. Uh, being a Patriots fan, if that was if the Patriots didn't trade away their first round pick, him or Patrick Queen, Queen is who I would want. Um, I think that's this is a great trade for the Chargers and a great pick. With the 24th selection, New Orleans Saints select Caesar Ruiz out of Michigan. Strange pick for me. You know, we see Caesar Ruiz. Uh, he was very emotional getting drafted. And I bet he didn't think he was going to get drafted to the Saints, who already have a pretty good offensive line, unless they're, just, unless they're thinking about moving pieces. I don't know what this pick was, getting a first-round offensive lineman, uh, when you already have a good offensive line. With the 25th selection, the San Francisco 49ers select Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. We had the we had them getting a receiver, and they got one. <clears throat> Brandon Ayuk. They this was probably a very good move by Kyle Shanahan getting another uh, defensive lineman to really replace DeForest Buckner uh, and keep the defensive line where it was. And you needed a receiver. Shanahan knew better. He knew there would be receivers on the board. Brandon Ayuk was there. Denzel Mims was there. He had to pick one. He decided to take the guy without a broken hand. With the 26th selection, the Green Bay Packers trading up to get Jordan Love out of Utah State. Uh, we're going to talk about this. This is our next topic, Aaron Rodgers. It's it's just... Terrible pick. It's funny to me. You say that because you're a Packers fan. It's not... It, An it, Aaron Rodgers fanboy. It was not the right pick. It, you, it wasn't the when right pick. When you're one winner away from the Super Bowl, you're picking needs that you need. Patrick Queen's still on the board. And you skip out Patrick, on him. Patrick Queen was there. Denzel Mims was there. You skip out on him to pick Aaron Rodgers' successor. Don't see it. I, don't, I just didn't see it coming. They could have picked... Especially when you trade up. They no could have, they could have even gotten offensive line. And apparently, they came out this morning that they were buzzing the phone lines even earlier as the 22nd pick, Minnesota. They were trying to trade up to get that far. I don't know for who, but of course, Minnesota being division rivals, they're not going to... There, there wasn't even really anyone in front of them who was going to take Jordan Love. Not really. New England had traded out. You know, well, I don't know what they had to worry about. I, I just don't know. This is going to just do nothing but create friction in the Packers locker room. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in a, an ass about it. I think he'll be, I, I don't think he'll be a great teacher to Jordan Love. I think Love. it'll be the same thing Brett Favre did there in Rodgers. He's not going to, he's not going to be, he's going to, you know, be one of those type of people just like Brett Favre. How he said, it's not in my job description to teach Aaron Rodgers anything. Yeah, so uh, I think it's going to be similar. We'll, we'll get back, we'll get into this, but uh, that's just all I got to say about that pick. We'll get into Aaron Rodgers and the whole Jordan Love situation in a minute. With the twenty seventh selection, the Seattle Seahawks select Jordan Brooks out of Texas. It was uh, interesting to see them take Jordan Brooks inside linebacker because he was originally graded as second round talent, late second round talent. Patrick Queen was still on the board. It was just shocking to see Patrick Queen not go off the board um, when he should have. Patriots could have took him. Packers could have took him. Uh, and then the Seahawks could have took him. But uh, they just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this pick. With the 28th selection, the Baltimore Ravens like Patrick Queen out of LSU. Finally, Patrick Queen goes off the board. Still, one, of my, 
one of my favorite players on the board. And again, the linebacking core, uh, probably one of the worst, not the worst, but uh, one of the positions that needed help for this Packers team. I think the running back department needed help, and I'm pretty sure they addressed that. Um, but uh, Patrick Queen, steal for the Packers. He's a great coverage linebacker, and he'll do great uh, replacing C.J. Mosley. What's the 29th selection? The Tennessee Titans select Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. Yeah, uh, Isaiah Wilson, another guy that I just forgot about. But he was a great offensive lineman on the board. This is who the Packers probably should have took him uh, to play right tackle. They took The Titans took Isaiah Wilson simply because uh, bye-bye Jack, Jack Coughlin to the Browns, insert Isaiah Wilson. Boom, the Titans are back where they are, back where they were. Uh, they could be an AFC championship contender again. With the 31st selection, the Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Gladney. Finally, Jeff Gladney goes off the board. The Vikings got the best corner in the draft. And an absolute, this is my first round steal of the, this is the best steal of the draft, in my opinion. People are going to be like, why do you like Jeff Gladney so much? He's not that good. He's not better than Jeff Okuda. I think he is. I think he just has an uncanny ability to get to the ball and track down a receiver. And if he's a yard or so behind a receiver, he has that makeup speed to get up and, you know, make up the ground he's lost against receivers. With the last pick in the draft, 32nd, the Kansas City Chiefs select Clydell Edwards Hiler. Hilaire. Hilaire out of LSU. Yeah. Steal. Um, I think Clyde Howard. Edwards Hilaire could have been a running back taken earlier in the draft had teams been looking for running backs. But running backs really are a dime a dozen these days. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be, you know, that you look at it, they're like, oh, they could have taken DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was like everyone's number three or four or five on the running back board. But um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say he, I thought he was the best running back in the draft. You know, watching film on him, I see, you know, what he's done. The, obviously, LSU had a great offensive line. The Chiefs have a great offensive line, too. I just can't wait to see what he does in the NFL. All right, we're at about nearly 22 and a half minutes into this second installment. We're going to be moving forward into our second topic today. I told you what it was going to be. It's Aaron Rodgers and what's for him in the future, whether he's on the Packers or he's going to be playing somewhere else. We're going to start off with the Packers fanboy sitting to my left. He has great opinions on this. I've I watched his reaction when the Packers first traded up, he was so ecstatic. He was excited to see the Packers trade up. He said, we're going to get Patrick Queen. We're going to get Patrick Queen. He was so excited. And then Roger Goodell says, Jordan Love, the name of Jordan Love. And I've never seen a man more infuriated in my life and wanting to put a <laughs> hole into a TV. <laughs> Tyler, I would like to hear your opinion on the Jordan Love drafting. Um, Bad pick. I mean, maybe I just it was a bad pick for us. Maybe for a team like the New England Patriots, maybe a good pick. But uh, I would have loved him. Bad pick. Rodgers, I don't care about this hula bull crap. Aaron Rodgers is not washed up. Aaron Rodgers, 54% of his passes were to undrafted players last year. And everyone wants to say, oh, Rodgers washed up one bad year. Rodgers threw for 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns and four interceptions last year. That's not washed up, if you ask me. This was when fifty-four percent of his passes were thrown to undrafted receivers. His number, his number two receiver was Geronimo Allison for a point of the year, undrafted. His number two receiver for the tail end of the season, Alan, Alan Lazard. Lazard, undrafted. Like the only like receivers, Lazard, yeah. the only receivers he was throwing to that were not undrafted, Devontae Adams, third round. Um, 
Marquez Valdez Scantling. What about Jimmy seventh Graham? Seventh round. Jimmy Graham, tight end. Um, good. I just don't think he has it in him anymore. When he was back in the Saints, he was good. I just don't think he was good. We were. I like Alan Lazard. I do too. I think he's gonna be great. Yeah, he's he's probably and my favorite Packer receiver. We didn't have Ekinemia St. Brown because of his injury put on IR the entire year. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers washed up at all. I think that's just an excuse people like to say, because when like teams like the Chicago Bears or the Minnesota Vikings get beat by Rodgers, Packers fans come tend to. You know, talk a lot of crap, and then they would just fire back with saying, "Imagine having a washed QB," and I just don't think it's true. But um, yeah, I don't think it's true. Yet again, fifty-four percent of his passes undrafted receivers. Um, I think Rogers is here to stay. He's got four years left on his contract. Two years until they have to stop paying him guaranteed money. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to shut down the rumors right now that Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded immediately because it's not going to happen. And here's why. Aaron Rodgers, if the Packers were to trade him right now, tonight, as you're watching this podcast, it would cost the Packers $51 million in dead cap. Who wants $51 million in dead cap? I'm a, My favorite NFL team is the New England Patriots, and we currently have $1.6 million in cap. Do you know what $51 million in dead cap would look like? No team can afford that. Aaron Rodgers will be the starter of the Green Bay Packers this season. And I think for many more seasons to come. And he will also be the quarterback for next season, after this season is over. Because if they were to have Aaron Rodgers play this season, and then say, oh yeah, we want to trade you now after you played one season... It would, it would still cost them $31.5 million in cap. Who wants $31.5 million in cap on their gravestone? Well, basically what it would be. It would be a bad front office move. After that is when I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go bye-bye. He's going to spend two more years here in Green Bay. I can't agree with that. Because, I, I do not agree with that. Because then you got, you got about one year, two maybe, one if you don't want to pick up the option. On his contract, and after that, it would only be a $2.8 million cap hit. So I say you get two more good years out of Aaron Rodgers, you shoot for the Super Bowl, and then it's Jordan Love's time. I think two more years is all Aaron Rodgers has. I think I could see him playing on a team that two years from now probably will need a quarterback. I see two years from now a team like the Carolina Panthers needing a quarterback. Uh, Tampa Bay, if Tom Brady doesn't retire at 45 years Maybe old. Maybe the Chargers, but I, not that I'm saying that I think he's going to be gone after two years. Personally, I don't think so. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is gone after two years. Because you don't want to get you don't want $51 million in dead cap. You he's want, definitely not going to be gone from anywhere between now and You don't want $31.5 million in dead cap. $2.8 million in dead cap? Eh, why not? Why not $2.5 We'll sacrifice $2.8 million in cap. As long, as long as we could get a guy like maybe, I don't know, uh, David Bakhtiari to restructure his contract and give up $3 million. Or get a guy, another guy like Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, a guy that will be willing to restructure a contract and take $3 million less so that way the cap hit doesn't affect the Packers that much. I think Aaron Rodgers has two more years left. And if he proves himself good in those two years, then they'll probably keep him for three. But other than that, they'll pick up the option, and then they will definitely trade him 
on his final year of his contract. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire in Green Bay. A lot like Favre, what Favre did. And I do, I, I, I do not like to compare this to the Aaron Rodgers-Brett Favre situation. Personally, I, do, I hate that. I hate when people use that as an excuse to act like this is a good pick. Because Aaron Rodgers was predicted to go number one overall. They, the 49ers took Alex Smith. That means no other team needed a quarterback. It was like a, a quarterback. Every other team needed cornerback, running back, you know, etc. And so that means Aaron Rodgers falls all the way down to the Green Bay Packers and they select him. This is not – Jordan Love was projected to go like for second round on some a lot of mock drafts. This is not even close to the Aaron Rodgers Brett Favre situation. And um, I think Rodgers will retire in Green Bay. He said multiple times. Legacy means a lot to him. He would love to work out a deal after this contract is up. And personally, this may seem unlikely to a lot of people for some reason, but I think Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. I don't think Jordan Love... I think Jordan Love, them bringing in Jordan Love, I think it'll make Rodgers even better. Uh, we know Aaron Rodgers said that that he wants to... We know Aaron Rodgers said that he wants to stay in Green Bay for his whole career. We know he said that, but did the Packers say that? I don't think... It's ultimately up to the Packers. It is ultimately up to the Packers after two years. But I think if Aaron Rodgers has any say in it, he's not going to do this whole demand release, demand a trade thing. I don't think he'll do that. And I don't think he'll demand anything. I think he'll the Packers will do it themselves. Uh, yeah. That's the, the only possibility. The here, Packers but... organization is more likely to stab Aaron Rodgers in the back at this point than he is to stab them in the back. That's just the way I see it. I see Aaron Rodgers playing somewhere else. He's going to have something to prove, like Tom Brady does. Tom Brady said, I, I want to win without Bill Belichick. Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, I'm going to prove to them I could win and that they got rid of me too soon. That's where Aaron Rodgers is going to be in his mind. He'll go somewhere and he'll play with a team that needs a quarterback or needs a quarterback to mentor their future quarterback. Yeah, I just personally, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Green Bay Packers, I hope the organization that I know and love would not would be that like not stupid like that. I mean, of course, if Aaron Rodgers is... There, there is the option that they say, hey, we're going to trade you, that he just retires. Yeah, there is that option. If he wants to retire Packers so bad and he doesn't have anything to prove... The guy's got endorsements, State Farm commercials. Yeah, he can do a lot. He's got a lot more money coming towards him than football. He's a rich man. He doesn't need football to keep going in life. He could just retire and say, I had a good career, and people will remember me for who I was. And I would not be mad if he would do that. You know, the last thing I want to happen is a Packers fan. Of course you wouldn't. Fan. You got your quarterback of the future. You just don't want to see him play anywhere else. That's it. Exactly. I mean, it'd be a heartbreaking scenario. You know, I'd feel bad. Yeah, well, how do you think I Personally, feel? I feel bad for the New England Patriots fans. Um, I think it's an all-around about that. I think it's an all-around great greedy move by Tom Brady. Just leaving like that and going to Tampa Bay for two years. I think it's a greedy move. Oh, well, Aaron Rodgers took a lot of... I'm going to defend Tom Brady here real quick. He's no longer my quarterback. But in my heart, he will always be my quarterback. He's just, he's not the quarterback of my team anymore. Here's the thing. Bill Belichick slapped down an offer on Tom Brady's table and said, we're not going to give you, we're not going to give you jack shit, buddy. We're not going to give you any money. And we're not going to give you any targets to throw to. How do you think Tom Brady would take that? I think. It would just be a repeat of the previous year that they had. It would just be a repeat of the previous year we had. Maybe making the playoffs, maybe not. Getting knocked out in the first round. Another heartbreak for Tom Brady. He wanted to go somewhere. He knows he's getting older. He knows retirement's around the corner. 
he wanted targets to throw to. He's got Gronk. If Gronk plays, if the physical gets approved, he's got another offensive lineman. The difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is Tom Brady was unappreciated. We know the Packers, we know the Patriots fans appreciated Tom Brady. The Packers fans appreciate Tom Brady. Or the Packers fans appreciate Aaron Rodgers. It's the organizations that Tom, it's the organization that Tom Brady had a problem with. Tom Brady said he's always going to be a Patriots fan, even though it's not the team he plays for anymore. I think he's lying when he says that. I think he has a grudge against the Patriots, and I don't blame him. I think that what the Patriots did to Tom Brady was very shady. I think deep down, Roger Kraft didn't want Tom Brady anymore. When Tom Brady threw that last pass, that pick six against the Titans, I think Roger Kraft said no. Because Roger Kraft and Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick got into Roger Kraft's, Robert Kraft's head. Tom Brady threw away the dynasty, and now... I'm the only thing you have left to fix it. Tom can't fix it. He's 43 years old. And and with no targets, there's no way Tom's fixing it. You can get, it's you, just like the Aaron Rodgers situation, you know. I don't like people want to say that Tom Brady's getting bad, Aaron Rodgers getting bad. They don't have targets. You know, everyone wants to be, all the naysayers, they just want to be like Tom Brady this. He's Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, I thought. Six-time Super Bowl champ. He could do with, uh, he's supposed to be able, if he's the greatest of all time, he's got to be able to do with what he's got. That, that That's, Patrick Mahomes has Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman. Jimmy Garoppolo has Debo Samuel and K- George Kittle. George Kittle and a monster defense. And, and who else? Who else? Lamar Jackson has his feet. Lamar Jackson has his legs. And AJ, or not AJ Brown, Marquise Brown. Everyone's every quarterback in the league's got something. Every quarterback in the league's got something going for him. They have Drew Brees. Drew Brees has the best receiver in football. Jared Cook, Michael Michael Thomas, Thomas. Matt Ryan even has Julio Jones. He's got Emmanuel Sanders now. Yep. Best. He's got the best receiver in football. Had Austin Hooper. Had. hmm, Yeah, had Austin Hooper. Baker Mayfield. I mean, every quarterback in the league has to have something going for him. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, but he has to have help. They got Marquise Lee. But they got him too late. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me off that Bill Belichick went out and got Marquise Lee after Tom Brady was gone. I'm convinced. Had Bill Belichick, had Stephon Diggs been traded to the Patriots and not the Bills, Tom Brady would still be a Patriot. Had Bill Belichick gone out and gotten Marquise Lee before Tom Brady left, Tom Brady would still be a Patriot. Bill Belichick wanted Tom Brady gone. I'm a Patriots fan for life. I'm not going to bandwagon to the Buccaneers because they're the next big thing or whatever one thinks. I'm a Patriots fan for life, but I don't I don't like what Bill Belichick's done. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's right. Um but yeah, I mean it is what it is. I'm more I'm more of against Rob Gronkowski too. I mean Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement. Well we at least deep down at least deep down, um we know Tom Brady wanted to still attempt to yeah. resign in New England. Rob Gronkowski, Rob did Gronkowski not have any didn't, he to didn't want to play in New England, which hurt me. Deep down with Gronk being the first ever NFL player's jersey I got was Rob Gronkowski. He was my favorite player until, up until he retired. Um, and it just hurt me to speak to uh, and then coming out, that. You know, coming out saying that he retired because he was traded. He retired. Interesting. He retired because he felt like, you know, he was going to get traded. But, yeah, we're about 35 and a half minutes in here. That wasn't even really a topic we were planning on to talk about. We just got on the topic of Tom Brady and I got heart. I, my heart hurts. So <laughs> we're going to try and let you guys go here after we briefly touch up on this last topic. Hopefully it won't take us 
Much longer than five minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I told you so. Um, yeah, yeah. The Chargers drafted a quarterback, but Tyrod Taylor is going to start Week One. Um, I don't, I don't think you should get your ho hopes up. He's going to start for maybe a couple weeks. Look what happened to him in Cleveland. Tyrod, T <laughs> that's only started for a couple weeks. Here comes Baker Mayfield because he got hurt. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. He got hurt. Okay. Week three against the Jets, he got hurt. In comes Baker Mayfield. They never look back. Okay, but I still think because of the, I mean, I still don't think he's good enough to manage a starting quarterback spot for the entire season. If they if they drafted Justin Herbert and the front office says that Tyrod Taylor's going to start, with I mean, one, come on, that's a stupid move. They have You're confidence. Have Tyrod Taylor groom your young quarterback. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's going to be. I think it's more in. There's more in it for Justin Herbert. He's going to show Justin Herbert what to do. More importantly, what not to do. There's no doubt in my mind that Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor are the same quarterback a little bit. They can both run if they want to. I feel like, I don't know. Tyrod Taylor's no Lamar Jackson, but he can run. Tyrod Taylor used to be good. I don't think he's good anymore. Ever since his Cleveland days and now the injury and like, um, I just You gotta have barely got any Barely got any playing time last year. Chargers fans, for the ones that are out there, I know you guys, you don't have to hide in boxes anymore. You don't have to put bags over your face. <laughs> have faith in Tyrod Taylor until his time comes. Have faith in the organization. You guys will be all right. I think the Chargers will make the playoffs. Have faith, Chargers fans. I don't think fans. they will make the playoffs this year. They're going to make the playoffs. Not this year. Tyrod Taylor is going to lead the charge. Tyrod Taylor cannot, I mean, if you think about it, they're in the AFC. AFC is not as populated or it's not as good as, you know, you got three teams that are, you know, you got the Titans, maybe. Or was that just a one-year wonder? They barely made the playoffs last year. I'm and, then right and then they shocked everyone. I'm going to stop you right there. The yeah, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, of course, they're probably going to make the playoffs, most likely. Of course. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs definitely making the playoffs. Once we, you know, once the season gets started and all that, woohoo, we'll make our playoffs. Playoff predictions and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, who else is in the AFC besides those three teams that I named? The Pitch. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, I can't say that anymore. But, uh, uh yeah, I think the AFC is wide open for some playoffs. Spots, so I mean, it's definitely wide open. There's not as many guaranteed playoff spots, especially what they're going to be. Especially in the NFC, there's some Especially, is there going to be a seventh playoff spot now? That's I, I heard that's not until 2021, but I don't even know. If that's if that if that they do start that this next season coming up, then that's where the Chargers could end up being seventh seed, sixth seed, maybe. Uh, Joe Burrow might be the only quarterback that was drafted that might actually start. Yeah, that could obviously happen. I, I, I don't think any quarterback beyond the first round will have a chance of starting. I don't think Jordan Love will start over Aaron Rodgers. Do you have Justin Herbert starting over Tyrod Taylor? Obviously not. They came out and said that he's not starting. Great decision. Tua Tagovailoa over Josh Rosen or Fitzpatrick. I don't know. Joe Burrow definitely starting. Well, we're about 40 minutes in here. Just about. That's all we got to talk about today. I'm glad we got to make the episode over 30 minutes long. It's almost 40 minutes long. Uh, we're going to try and stick on a regular schedule here. Hopefully every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You know, with the whole draft, it got all messed up. The, the, yeah, with the draft, it got messed up. We probably should have started this Monday instead of last Monday. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got to just kind of convince this guy right here to get motivated 
and we got to. I'm always motivated. We got to team up to think of ideas, and you know, it's kind of hard thinking of ideas. And now that the NFC, it's kind of it's going to be harder to think about ideas because the draft's over. Not much. Mean, we're trying to think of over. we're trying to think of iconic ideas here, people. We're trying to think of ideas that you haven't heard on uh, the Undisputed Show with uh, or uh, First Take. We're trying to yeah. we're trying to think of topics to talk about um, that you guys haven't heard yet, and you know, something new to hear a debate about. But yeah, we're 40 minutes in. That's all we got to talk about today. And uh, we'll see you guys Wednesday, hopefully.